Hey y'all, I'm Tyler, and this is Outbound Sales Lift, where you can elevate your SDR team and transform your sales development efforts. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this show, please consider dropping us a rating to help others find us. And you can also subscribe to get each episode delivered straight to you on Tuesdays, right when they're released. On today's episode, we'll be covering the importance of a personal brand in sales. And I've got the pleasure of being joined by Yuri Veramchuk. Hey, Yuri, how's it going today? What up, Tyler? Thanks for having me. It's yeah. All good. Thanks so much for joining. Yuri is the head of business growth and outbound sales over at Woodpecker. And he's been writing some great posts about having a personal brand in sales. Do you think that's important? Do you think sales reps need their own personal brand in order to be successful in sales these days? Short answer, definitely yes. It's like, you know, sales is constantly evolving field. You have the fundamentals, which are cold calling, cold emailing, and like IRL meetings. But as we progress, all of a sudden, video prospecting is a thing. Then posting, like, you know, finding people on LinkedIn and engaging in their comments is a thing. And then, I don't know, texting is a thing. So personal branding and basically like building your persona, either it's on Twitter or on LinkedIn. In case of salespeople, it's more on LinkedIn because this is where we prospect. Mm-hmm. is crucial because especially in times like this where the budgets are tight in organizations, you need that social proof, that additional social proof. Mm-hmm. And uh, selling through content is more and more of a thing of right now. People are willing to kind of, people are willing to give attention to something. We just have to become the media companies that they're willing to give their attention to. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just one of those things that won't hurt you if you add it to your process. It can hurt you. If you're not able to really extract the value out of it, kind of track what happens afterwards. And obviously, if you are not doing the essential activities, like you know, if you're not hitting the cold calling numbers, the email numbers, that will hurt you. But it's definitely a superpower if you do a right combo. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Lot to unpack there. You talked about selling through content. Do you essentially think, is that what personal branding is? It's basically creating content that's engaging and adds value for your prospects? It's one of those things that it can deliver. It depends from which perspective that we're talking to, but I assume we're talking here from the perspective of a seller, what it can do to you. So yeah, for, defi- for sales reps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's helping you sell. Like I have so many leads that are engaging to our website and they're like, yo, I've seen Yuri's content. And it was like, just checking in our tool or they are DMing me like, Hey, I'm just currently t- checking in your tool. Getting got any tips and stuff like that. Mm. So it's definitely helpful. But other thing is that it also helps you stay on top of mind when you are not even prospecting those people. So let's say I'm put them into my cycle and I'm just like, I don't know, I, I want to eventually be relevant, but I'm not still getting in touch with them. Mm-hmm. But what I'm doing through my content is I'm starting to build trust. They're starting to like me. If they engage in my content, they get to know me a little bit more. Yep. And then when the right times come from their perspective, I don't know, something happens that shows me, oh, we can be relevant here. Yep. It's so easy for me to get in touch with that person because we've already been exchanging comments if we've been exchanging comments. But sometimes you also see that situation as a dark social. Dark social is a huge thing. You, you never know who watches your content and never engages. Or who who shares your content in the inside Slack groups, uh, like you know, like messages, DMs, and then all of a sudden you get in touch with them, like yo, I, I know you, I've been following you on LinkedIn, I've been seeing your content there. It's like, oh, 
I didn't even never knew about that. So <laughs> there's this side of it. Yeah. But yeah. it's so much more. It's so much more. It's just, uh, it's personally elevating you. It's giving you the ability to be kind of in the CEO mode because all of a sudden you start to realize that you're having a voice and other people like listen to you. So it elevates you as a person. You're, you're, not, you're not thinking from that perspective that you are only selling through content, yep. but you're building so much more. Yep. Yeah. You are building a lot more. You bring up a good point too. You asked like, is this for sellers? What about for sales leaders, right? Because you're a sales leader, right? You lead an outbound team over there at Woodpecker. Do you think it's important, just as important for sales leaders to develop a personal brand? And you know, why is that valuable uh, for, for a sales leader versus a rep? So I'll just give you two perspectives of the first perspective from the company and the second perspective from you as a sales leader. From a company, all of a the sudden they gain a, like a big brand advocate who is like basically sharing the values of the culture. People are able to see like what the culture of the organization is through the content that you're producing. And in my case, if I'm producing, I don't know, like sharing my vulnerabilities, showing stuff where I failed or cheering up my rep, it builds a lot of like credibility and trust yep. in us. And what it does from the organization perspective, it shows that this is a organization it's definitely worth of trusting so way more people start engaging and checking in products i have a lot of more people that are starting getting in touch with me before the hiring positions if we are hiring someone it's getting easier to set up a cooperation with like really really big brands that you would never thought of mm -hmm. before if you are starting all of a sudden popping up on the social and there's there's so much more cool stuff all of a sudden you can set up a great out of corporations in terms of podcasts, mm -hmm. marketing cops, whatever. That's from the company side. From your personal side, you're getting to not only share the content and attract people who are engaged with your content and basically kind of build, I don't know, someone calls it ego. I, I, I don't look for that for that way. I just look kind of, okay, this is a confirmation from my side that I learned a little bit of something and I'm, yep. I'm able to share it and what i'm sharing resonates with people mm -hmm. but at the same time what you're doing you're exchanging your experiences with other sales leaders and you're mm -hmm. all the time you're learning other sales people like getting to know you and what you can do like from your individual side all of a sudden you start getting in groups with them together exchanging yep. the perspectives doing live events getting invited to conferences uh, like in real time meetings what it does for you as a person it broadens your perspective on things. All of a sudden yeah. you see things that you are you have you haven't thought of before that you're doing wrong, maybe on your organization. But once you've seen what other people do in theirs, so you're like, oh, I'll definitely try it. And then you look and say, like, Oh, I, I probably should fix it quickly. Because <laughs> it, it, it hasn't been working like that in my team. Yeah. So there's so many benefits, but the essential benefit here is implement it in a way that you're not hurting yourself your main tasks and kind of have the board clear on that that hey guys i'm going into the social and here's the reasons why yeah what what that means probably i won't be able to put eight hours of managerial work that i used to it's now going to be like seven hours so expect a little bit of less stuff i'm not going to be performing 110 percent in those eight like seven hours mm -hmm. expect a little bit less of me but from the other side, you'll see so much more of, yeah. of additional benefits. So and it sounds like that might apply both at the, whether you're a sales leader or a sales rep, maybe just like set the expectation that like, I'm going to be involved 
online. I'm going to be posting on social. I'm going to be interacting with people. And like, that's going to be a part of my day. If you just kind of set that expectation, because I could hear a lot of company leaders out there. Well, you won't be able to make as many calls or send as many emails or, you know, like this, this sounds like it's only going to benefit you, you know, you being on a podcast, how does that help us? But like you said, like that rising tide lifts all boats and like you being on this podcast right now is just as much a benefit to you as an individual, as much as it is to your company, like to Woodpecker. I mean, cause at the end of the day, you're like you said, a brand advocate, you're an extension of your company and you being out there with a voice matters, like both at the individual and at the company level. I think it's just companies being able to see that. I think a lot of companies are still thinking that social doesn't matter. There's no impact. What's the ROI, but it's like, well, I mean, what's the ROI of all these DMs flowing in and all these leads flowing in? I mean, you could probably start to track it. I mean, is that something that y'all are doing is tracking the impact of your personal brand on like Woodpecker ROI? Oh yeah, definitely. I, let's say once I produce like a, a post that goes like above thousand likes or something, mm -hmm. as like in four or three days, I'm able to observe that even from a marketing perspective, we have like a small spike of views yep. on our website, on our group, uh, registrations for the trial and marketing is like, hmm, what happened there? And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I know what happened there. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> yeah. So the point that you raised there is like, you said it, the way you introduced me even is Yuri from Woodpecker. So every time I'm popping him somewhere, I'm showing up in any event, they're hearing that name, they're hearing that brand. And through what I'm sharing right now, they're able to see like, oh, this guy knows a little bit or does not know what he's talking about. They're able to start like building yep. their thoughts of this kind of what kind of people are working in with Pecker. Mm -hmm. And this process of building a trust to a person organization is not a quick one. It's kind of a lasting process. Mm. And we are the people who are present like present with their personal brands are doing actually a lot of jobs and more than just selling. So it's very crucial to set a proper KPIs and coming back to the questions, the way how we track it, not only we track it from like, you know, regular side, okay, how many engagements did we have out of it? Mm -hmm. But we also use it for prospecting ourselves. Like mm. I'm creating a content. So just give you a perspective. Woodpecker is a, sequencer basically like you know like an outreach or sales loft but gotcha. those are going for the enterprise we are going for the smbs got it and the ideal users who are going with woodpecker is basically those who are sending cold emails to got a it. lot of sales reps what i'm doing through my content my content is is geared so towards what i'm doing on a daily basis i'm leading the sales team i'm sending yep. cold emails i'm doing outbound sales so i'm sharing my experiences naturally i have a lot of people who are also doing that stuff engaging in my content and what my reps are doing afterwards, after like a checkup, hey, so we've checked out that you you've got like 100 people left the likes on your post. Check this out. We've seen that this, 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 this person is fits our ICP. Could we yep. contact them? Yep. I said, yeah, no problem. And then what they do, they already know Woodpecker, they engage with my posts. They could say something like, hey, thanks for engaging with your post about that. Hopefully it's helpful. It's a great icebreaker because they are not coming out of the blue or even more. I could start that conversation like, hey, mm. thanks for engaging with my yep. post. Yep. So basically they could send a message through my profile and then like kind of lead it from there. Yeah. So well, it's a great trigger event because like you said, they've already kind of given their consent to like almost to the outreach. They've they've said, like, hey, that's an interesting post. You added some value. And then all you're doing is just reminding them that, right? You're reminding them that like, hey, you saw some value in this post, you know, are you facing any of these problems? What does this look like in your business? You know, and then looking maybe for opportunities where Woodpecker could help. But I love that 
as like a way to start conversations because I do think, and, and also like you brought up a point that's earlier, like there's all the people that liked, and then there's all the people that don't like that still saw it, Mm. you know? And there's that, like, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, lurkers, dark social, you know, like those folks out there watching and listening and looking at your content, but you never know it. Um, So there's that group of like the folks that, yeah, let's go hit these folks because they liked it. And then there's maybe just those folks that follow you. Those might be a little bit harder to find, but they're also out there too. Well, you can hit it all. Like there's no one trick uh, for everything, but it's definitely a very powerful tool if you're able to set up a process out of it. One thing that I want to kind of also touch the one that something you mentioned is the companies are not understanding and not able to kind of empower their sales reps to create because of their own fears. So one thing I, I, I get it world likes to remain static and the, yep. you know, sales teams just are not the exception. So it's hard really to convince unless they see something like, Oh, we actually see a lot of people are doing a great success out of it. So like, it's like, you know, with crypto it was like in 2015, what, what is that in 2019, everybody invested in that and 2022, right. everybody's like, okay, we don't like it. But the point <laughs> is everybody started investing where a lot of people started making money of it. The same goes with personal branding. I feel like we are in this stage of like, you know, year two or three of uh, crypto where a lot of people are starting to make money out of it. And then like, you know, in brands kind of people are using those personal brands really, really well. And the organization starts waking up like, oh, actually it works a little bit. Like, you know, it's not only a sales role, but it is a sales role as well. It has so much benefits. But at the same time, there are some organizations that are not open towards it. And kind of the thing that I want to say to sales rep is this, the first one, try to try your best to present them with, with the results first off. So mm-hmm. kind of not, don't ask for permission, kind of ask for forgiveness over here. Like, you know, do a little bit of it and like do it for a month or two. And then if you're able to show something that like go to the board and like, yo, check this out, what happened? So what literally happened with me when I, when I started posting and I started posting like with the second week of posting my my post went like bonkers like crazy like amount of likes and i just came back to the board like hey i've been posting only for two weeks and i already got like as many likes as you guys got in the whole history of the organization let's <laughs> double down on that it works yeah and yeah. uh then they yeah, that were data, like okay. that data is valuable then right yeah yeah that, then they see the the, the the background behind it though not everybody will see that so if you find yourself in the situation that they won't allow you to do that, it's probably a good move to consider even if you want to stay in their organization that, right. that won't give, give you an opportunity to rise. So that's, that's my thoughts on it. Usually what I'll hear next is, you know, you and I, we create some content online, but we are in sales, but we're all, our content is geared towards sales reps, sales teams, sales leaders. So it's a little bit easier because we're kind of like doing and swimming in that same boat of where a lot of people are hanging out on LinkedIn, right? You think like LinkedIn's a lot of sales reps, a lot of recruiters. Usually what you hear next is, well, my audience doesn't engage and interact and live on LinkedIn or even many social channels at all because they're this certain industry or they're this job title and they're just not there. They just don't engage as much. So what do you say for those folks out there who are trying to build a personal brand in a space where it feels like it might be harder or there's not as much kind of like of that reinforcement that like this is working because there might not be as many of those folks engaging? How would you go about that? And is a personal brand still important in those different industries or spaces? I would say it's still important because 
personal brand is not only about selling it's much more towards it so but i, I definitely seen so many people find themselves in those situations one thing to remember here is that a lot of people are prospecting on linkedin even though they are not really active on linkedin they might not be engaging a lot in linkedin themselves but they're still prospecting there so even though you are i don't know working for a legal sector not a lot of legal people well in, legal people actually are engaging in linkedin mm -hmm. but let's say a kind of i don't know manufacturing of whatever you're just going on linkedin and looking for those companies or either like you know you're not only going with Zoom Info or the other provider, but you're still going on LinkedIn. Well, you can get in touch with their sales team of that organization and use that as a kind of information to find out a little bit more what's going on in your organization. And if it all goes well, you can either A, ask for an intro to somebody above like C-level or B, just kind of use that information yourself and just go to a C-level yourself. So... What's great about it is through your personal brand, you might be able to attract the attention of not directly the, the decision makers, but mm -hmm. somebody who will give you that valuable information that you'll be able to use to the decision makers. And I get it. It's hard for different industries, but it's not about gearing your content towards that industry. You might be just, just like, like I just stick with posting about sales because it's my job and I'm kind of a lucky situation that... Yeah we we help with the sales exactly but still those people even in the manufacturing stuff they're also doing sales themselves so they will be looking for sales tips they have a marketing team who is looking for marketing tips you still will be able to catch their attention maybe not directly the decision makers but they'll make you an intro yeah awesome 100 percent. one thing i also hear is like frontline sdrs folks that are newer to their career they're always worried about getting started, right? Like I can't have a personal brand. I can't post, like I don't have any followers. I don't have anything to say. I can't, I don't have any value. What do you say to those folks out there, especially SDRs who are just thinking I'm nervous or I can't do this. Like, how do you pass that? Because I think that's a common fear amongst early, earlier reps who are just getting started in their careers. Yeah. What do they call it? Imposter syndrome? Yeah. Imposter yeah, syndrome. It, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a real thing. Well, think of it from this perspective. A lot of things that are so crucial for sales learning actually gets learned during the SDR role. So let's say as a VP, you are a VP of sales right now. You probably earned a lot of cash when like you were AE or got to the VP position. But the skills that got you there is actually those that you got during the SDR times where you were hitting the phone, sending those emails. So if you think about this from that perspective, you're actually on the front rows of everything that's going on in sales. You really understand the tendencies of the market. You are learning yourself. So do many people, they also learn. They don't know a lot of stuff. Like, you know, I have so many CEOs getting in touch with me. So like, yo, it's been so long. I've prospected myself like three, two, three years ago. I don't know what's relevant right now. So it's like checking your, your content is refreshing for me because remember sales is evolving like all the time. Mm -hmm. And actually you figure it out yourself. It's a huge value boost for a lot of people because a lot of people are also in that situation. So yep. if you are still yourself, just calling and I don't know, getting any kind of scenario that somebody picks up the phone that maybe, I don't know, screams at you or talks with you for three minutes and you book a meeting it's a great experience to share it's not yeah. a lot of people get to experience that you know the story is like a, a closing the deal yeah it, we kind of get that 
But what got to that point that we started actually that conversation, what yep. led to it? And as a, like a confirmation to what I'm saying here, I see so many great SDRs getting a crazy amount of likes just describing their experiences. There was one experience, the woman was so happy about booking a meeting with a, with a client and it got like a lot of, a lot of engagement, a lot of reposting because AEs, VPs of sales, been in those situations themselves. Yep. They know what it takes. So they're like cheering up. Also, there are posts like, you know, where people share vulnerabilities like, yo, I've called, called for an hour, yep. did like 80 calls, no one picked up. It gets a lot of engagement itself because people been in those situations where you're just doing it and things are not falling the way you want it to go. And it, it, it's frustrating. Once you are just starting to be authentic and presenting the content, what you're going through on a daily basis, you're starting to realize it's not about your expertise and things, but you just you being you. And eventually, this is how you start building your engagement. But also, you see a lot... LinkedIn is a field where a lot of SDRs engage. So eventually, somebody will relate to what you're posting. Yep. So when you think of it from that perspective, you're actually in a very privileged position to start doing like personal branding because it's so easy. A lot of people are doing that. Well, and there's so many people out there to relate to like what you're saying. Any other parting words of advice, Yuri, for sales leaders, sales reps out there, SDRs, trying to build their personal brands online? Anything else we haven't touched on you want to make sure their audience knows? Yeah. So first off, if you're trying to build a personal brand, I see that kind of thing that we basically covered in the last question. What I post about, what if I post and nobody engages my content and stuff like that? Well, the hardest part is to start. So what you have to do is kind of you really have to put an extra effort at the beginning to analyze other creators posts, like see why it performed, what led to it, what kind of structures of the posts they used, but don't be comparing your first post on like journey day number two to their year number four journey, because you're in, in different situations, just like observe what happened with those posts, start engaging in other people's content because engaging is just as important as posting the content yourself. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is create an environment where people will be willing to create on social. It's not about writing the stuff. So LinkedIn used to be that kind of dumpster of job updates and the company news, webinar, the registration, whatever. It was boring. It's fun right now because people are sharing their personal stories. People are sharing them good memes people are sharing like doing live events with each other actually events that are interesting not like you know pouring webinars so that empowered them to create and what i mean by that just give them incentives not to be afraid of starting doing that because for most organizations still it's an extra time of creating a personal brand because they're kind of doing it on the side give them a room to do it while they're in job so yeah love that Awesome, Yuri. Thanks so much for the great conversation today. Uh, if you want to find Yuri, obviously you can find him on LinkedIn. He's Yuri at Woodpecker. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Outbound Sales Lift. If you need help elevating your SDR team, please visit our website at thesaleslift.com to learn more. Also, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you get podcasts to check out next week's episode filled with more great ideas on transforming your sales development efforts. Thanks again for listening. And remember, no sale starts until you book that meeting. See ya.